Shalom Abrach, we're up to you, Vomaz Daf Chof, Aleph, today's Daf discusses what happens if a Kohen Gadol does Yibam with an Almono. We also learn about Shneos, the Isurei Dirabonon, by Vomaz. Then we talk talk about the Arayas that are Hefzik, that a generation above and below are Mutter, even Midrabonon. Then we talk about a son's daughter-in-law, a maternal aunt-in-law, and the lochas of a great aunt. But we begin. It's an issue the rise of her coming to marry an almono. There's a machlekes Rabbi Yechonon and Rabbi Elazar. One says that if he does do yibum, it will potter her tzaris. And one says it will not. Now, if she was mamish married to the brother, everyone agrees that that's not yibum at all. That's just an iser erva. And the tzaris is still chayev. Because an assay cannot be doicha, a lois assay and an assay. The Machlekes says when this almona only had erison, the one that holds that this yibum will to the tzaris, holds uh, assay will be doicha and a lois assay. The one that says it's not a yibum at all, he holds that a, an assay cannot be doicha, a lois assay, when you can do chalitza. After lakayim shneim. I, we learned that if. They do yibum. It's a good Kenyan. Bidi Eved. So that's like Akasha, the man that holds. That it won't part to the tourist. Maybe there's also Akasha on Rish Lakish who holds that when it's Efshir Lakayim Shneim, you have to do Chalitza and yibum won't work. No, Rish Lakish would answer that he was only talking when you're doing a mitzvah. But Chalitza, Bemokim yibum, is not intrinsically a mitzvah. The base of Engel explains that it's a bidiyevet case. When you can't do yibum, you can do chalitza. But the mitzvah is yibum. Now, moving on to a new sugya of shniyas, Rava tells us, where do we learn isurei derabonon, the shniyas liyovam from the Torah? So we have a few different options. The first one is from the Pasuk, kies kolato evois ho'kel osu ancheo oretz. The lotion of ho'kel is a very harsh lotion. They're just coming to tell me that there are also some Less harsh, Arias. What's that? These are the Shneas, they swear they're Abonon. Well, who says that Okel is a Loshan Koshe? Well, the Pusk says the S. Eliaris Lokach. It sounds like it's arguing with Rabbi Levi who holds that Oinshim are more Koshe than Midois. That the punishment for mismeasuring is harsher than the punishment of Arias. Because by Arias it says, Kale, which is a harsh lotion, but by me this it says Ayla. And he's saying that Ayla is even a more harsh lotion. So the Gemara says, okay, that doesn't mean that Kale is not a harsh lotion, just he just that Rebelevi holds that Ayla is more harsh. And the Gemara says, oh, what's Rebelevi talking about? By Arias it also says a lotion of Ayla. But the Gemara answers that that Ayla is just coming to tell me that Midois do not get curries. So if Midois don't get curries, why are they more Hummer than Arias? The Gemara answers because it's impossible to do a tshuva ma'alyas on mismeasuring. But for Arayas, you could do a full tshuva. Now, Rashi says that as long as there's no mamzer, although the Rosh says that even if there is a mamzer, you can still do a tshuva shleima. It's just that the mamzer is really annoying to have around because it reminds the balavera of his chet. For Midas, you can do tzarchet zibor, but it's still not a tshuva ma'alyas because you never know if you paid back every single person who you had stolen a tiny little bit from. In that regard, I believe he says it's more chomer.
The second proposition, where we can learn out Shniyos from the Torah, is brought from Rabbi Yehuda. He says, the Pasuk says, V'izein v'chikertikein v'sholem harbei. Ashlama Melech created these Oznayim la Torah, these handles, these ears for the Torah, with all the, with the ton of Meshalim, to make it more relatable, to be able to hold on to the Torah, to remember, retain it better. These are the Shneus. The third Pasuk is brought from Avoishia. Pero'eu al-tavar boi siteme ola va'avor. And Ravashi says this is a Moshal. If a person guards his field from the outer perimeter, then he's guarding the entire field. But if he's standing in the field and guarding it, then he's only guarding what's in front of him, and he loses the Shmira behind him. But Ravashi's Moshal is not entirely exact, because over here, these Shniyas aren't just the outer perimeters. And if he was inside, he would be missing a little bit. He wouldn't just be missing a little bit. Without the, the Shniyas, without the... Isuri Darabonon, a person will land up doing an actual Isser Erva. The fourth option is brought from Rav Kahana. He brings the postage of Mishmartimis Mishmarti. Do a make a Mishmeres, a guarding for my guards. Double guard your Neshama. May we always see Isurim Darabonon as opportunities for safety, for guarding for us, not against us. That's Hatfila Sadaf right there. Abai asks Rabbi Yosef, wait, you're trying to use Mishmarti, that's an Isidaraisa. He says, oh, it is an Isidaraisa. All these Shniyas are Isurim Daraisa, but the Rabbanon just explained them, told us what they are. Yeah, but the Rabbanon explained everything in the Torah. Elamai, it's an Isidarabbanon, and this Pasuk is an Asmachta, Mishmarti, to back up the Isurim Darabonon. Now the Gemara asks, what are the Shniyas? What are the Yisurim Darabonon of Yibam? And it gives us a list. A mother's mother. A father's mother. His father's father's wife. Grandmother. His mother's father's wife. His other grandmother. His father's brother. Through his mother's wife. That aunt. His aunt from his mother's side. Who married his mother's brother from a mother. His son's daughter-in-law. His daughter's daughter-in-law. What's mutter to do Yibamith? Who would be mutter? Would be a person to marry his father-in-law's wife or his stepson's wife. But his stepson's daughter is also. And his stepson is mutter with his wife and daughter. So just a, a cute scenario. His daughter-in-law's wife can say, I'm mutter to you, but my daughter is also to you. Gamara says, why is a Son, a stepson's daughter, Derabonon. Why is that a shnius? It's a deraisa. The pasuk says, "Espas benov, espas pita." The Gemara says, "Yenachanami." We only use this case to be able to get that line in in the seifa of the stepson saying that I am a mutter, but my daughter is also to you, even though his daughter is actually also deraisa. But for him, it's only nisa derabonon. It's not even nisa derabonon. Just that fascinating scenario. So we, we, we set it up to be able to bring that in. Why don't we say the same thing with his father-in-law's wife? She can say, I mutter to you, but my daughter is also to you. Because her daughter is his wife's sister. The difference between a wife's sister is that that's an issue that can go away. If one's wife passes away, her sister is now mutter. But a stepson's daughter, that, that's, that's not going anywhere. That, can't, that doesn't change. Now, Rav tells us that there are four... 
women who have a hefsik, they are also midrabbanon, but they're a generation above and below them is mutter. Rav only holds of three of these. What are these four? Hefsek Arias. This is an aunt who married your mother's brother from her father. An aunt who married his father's brother, the brother from his mother, from his father's mother, and his daughter-in-law. Ziri added also his father's his mother's father's wife, that grandmother. We clarify later that this is referring to his daughter's daughter-in-law. Otherwise, the daughter-in-law is Daraisa. Ziri holds one generation above Rav, a great aunt. Rav doesn't count that because that's confusable with his father's father's wife instead of his mother's father's wife. Ziri says, we're not worried about that. Because he hangs out with his father's side, not with his mother's side. Now the Gemara asks, ah, how could he say that? Kalosa is daughter in law is Daraisa. It is one of these Hefsek Shniyas. It's Daraisa. Alamai, we're talking about his daughter's, his son's daughter in law. Ah, but his son's daughter in law is not Hefsek. It's not a secluded Arias. Brisa tells us his daughter in law is Arias and his son's daughter in law is Arias. So to. His son and his grandson forever. So it's not a hefsek. It's not a secluded arayas. It's his daughter's daughter-in-law. Rav Chizda heard this from Gavar Rabba, from Rabbi Ami. And he heard from the stargazers that he's going to be a chacham. So he said, if I'm, if I'm going to be a tamah chacham, then I have to figure out what this means. I'll figure it out myself. If I become a Rebbe, then I'll... I'll ask the Rabbanon in the times. I'll go to the base manager. What does this mean? And now I figured it out. The reason why his daughter's daughter-in-law is Hasser is because of Xera of his son's daughter-in-law. Abayi told Rava a list of different daughter-in-laws which are Hasser. Xera Atu, they had a son's daughter-in-law and a daughter's daughter-in-law. Now in the next Gemara, the Gemara asks, what happens with an, a maternal aunt-in-law? A mother's brother from her mother gets married to a woman. So this aunt-in-law has no tzad av at all. So maybe there's, we won't be geyserit to an aunt which is aser. Or maybe we don't care whether there's any vestige of father relationness. Safra says, it is xera. I mean, it itself is xera to have an aunt. And now you're going to try to make a xera on a gezerah? A gezerah ought to an aunt through a father relation? However, Rav responds to Rav Safra says, this is not considered a gzera on a gzera. We divide up the gzeras into categories. And we can't be gzera one category up to another category. We have this throughout Yavomus. A mother's an erva. A grandmother, that's the first gzera. We gzera the father's mother up to the mother's mother. Because we put it into a category of the mother's side. A father's wife is an erva. A great aunt, a father's father's wife. Is there a bonon? It's Xera. And we are Gezer on that, on his mother's father's wife. Why? Because we say this is all one, one Gezerah to the father's side. A father's brother's wife, an aunt, that's an erva. But if it's a brother, or rather a sister-in-law, a brother's wife from a father is an erva. A brother from his mother's wife is a Gezerah. That's the Rabbanon. 
and were goyzer, on a mother's brother's wife, on an aunt, if the brother's from the father's side, or to an aunt from the mother's side, if the uncle is from the mother's side. Because we divide it up into full categories. This would not be an issue of a gazera on a gazera. So we tried to bring another raya to the maternal aunt-in-law. When Yehuda Bar Shila came from Eretz Yisrael, he said, anytime in a keva, a woman would be usher, we make a gazera on that male counterpart's wife, Midir Abonon. Rabbi tells us there's a cloud. A mother-in-law is an erva. A father-in-law's wife is mutter. A mother-in-law's daughter is an erva. A mother-in-law's son's wife, his mother-in-law's daughter-in-law is mutter. His father-in-law's daughter is an erva. But his father-in-law's daughter-in-law is mutter. His stepson is an erva. His stepdaughter is an erva. But his stepson's wife is mutter. His stepdaughter's daughter is an erva. But his stepson's daughter-in-law is mutter. So what's of you the Bayer teaching me? A mother's brother, Minoaim's wife, that aunt, because any time in a keva would be usher, if there was a zakhar in that place, we are goyzer, his wife, otu the nakeva. What's the difference between a father-in-law's wife and his father-in-law's daughter-in-law? That the wife would be mutter. The difference is whether there's one or two kiddushin dividing them. If it took two marriages to create this relationship, she'll be mutter. It's not an error. Rev Mesharshe in Misunya asked Rev Puppy, What's the law about a great aunt? An aunt is usher, so is a great aunt usher as a gazera on an aunt? Or maybe it's a separate generation, it's not an issue. Well, we listed all these here, Darabana, and we didn't mention it. Maybe that's a raya that great aunts are not part of Yisru Darabanan. No, that, that Brasa wasn't a full list, the Gemara says. Well, what did it leave out? If It's not just going to leave out one case. It has to leave out a, a significant portion. If there was just one, it would have included it. I left out the two cases of the Berebichia. Next, the Gemara tells us that Ameymar was Machshir, his father's father's brother's wife, great aunt, and his father's father's sister. Also great aunt. So Rav Hillel told Rav, Rav Ashi, to me it looks like this should be an Isidur Abonin. I saw a list of Isidur Abonin and I counted 16 Shniyos. If the great aunts are counted, then you should have 18. He was like, how did we get to 16? There are 8 in our Mishnah, 6 from Rav Yichiel, and the Chari, you need these two, the two great aunts of Amemar. That's how you got to the 16. I, according to that Cheshbin, the Gemara asks... We have the aunt, the mother's brother from a mother's wife. Mother's brother's wife from a mother. And we said that's usher. You could say that those two are similar, so they count as one. The two aunt cases. But that's them, there are 17. But I saw it written that it is usher. So Rav Hillel says, or Ravashi responded to Rav Hillel, well, who says just because you saw it written down, it has this askama on it? That means that it's usher. Did he sign it? You can't prove from something that you saw written that he holds it. It's awesome. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.